Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the first ever Dear Society podcast brought to you by members of STAN New York. STAN is a collective project run by high school students spanning across 11 different schools in New York City, and we aim to build solidarity and encourage mutual support by educating and empowering the youth. So this series of podcasts is intended to be an open letter to our communities, hence the name Dear Society, in which we discuss key issues and subjects that we're deeply passionate about. And in general, we're here to just open up the discussion by providing new experiences, perspectives, insights, and also information from what we've seen um, and what we've experienced like in the worlds we live in. So just before we get into the topic, I just wanted to quickly like introduce ourselves so our listeners have like a better idea who we are, what we care about. Um, so if you could just like state your name, what school you're from, and then what issue you're most passionate about as an activist. So I'll go first, I'm Emily. I'm a rising senior at Hunter College High School and I care the most about um, education for low-income communities and in particular financial literacy because I feel like that's something that's missing from a lot of curriculums. So take it away. Um, hi, my name is Haja, but I prefer the name Bella. Um, I'm from Columbia Secondary School and a topic that I'm most interested in would have to be trans rights, mostly like trans women of color and how it fits into society today. Oh, hello, my name is Jesus Ramirez and I currently attend Brooklyn Tech. And what I'm really passionate about is mostly immigrate, immigration um, rights, especially that what's happening in our southern border. That's what I primarily focus on for my activism. Hi, I'm Zara Moore. I'm a rising senior at Dalton, and I'm also probably most passionate about immigration reform, um, that and um, police and prison abolition. Great. Like, we have a really wide range, of, wide range of issues that we care about, so I think, like, that'll probably prove to be very helpful for our discussions. Um, so today's topic, I just wanted to, like, introduce this podcast by talking about something that I think we all like have in common, which is that we're getting into activism in a new age, which is led by like Gen Z. And in particular with like the proliferation of social media, I feel like activism in recent years has changed a lot for people who have like been in a lot of movements beforehand and for ones that are joining like just now. So um, for you guys personally, like how do you use social media as activists or how do you use it to like spread information and connect with other people? Um, so I think for activism, I think activism is like, it's become a really broad term now because there's so many topics that we've been like focusing on, especially in social media and like stuff that has been happening the past few months with hashtags and people like sharing and boosting these certain news and stuff so that we can find out stuff that, cause you know how like we say that a lot of the news that we see now can be fake, can be misleading. So we depend on each other to kind of spread the news and awareness about certain issues. Yeah, I just yeah, think social, I yeah, social media is giving us like a new platform to express ourselves better, to um, make information travel faster. Like this is something that couldn't be done like 20 years ago even with like millennials growing up, which is different from Generation Z. We've always been in this atmosphere, this bubble of like information traveling really fast, of like information being within our within our hands. Like we can just search something up on Google and like all that makes our activism like way different from that, from the past. Yeah, I also think too that one thing that I've found myself doing a lot lately is having 
more conversations about social justice with people in like an informal manner. And I think one of the really good things about like social media or Instagram is that you don't necessarily have to be like best friends with someone to be following them on Instagram. And especially like in the last couple of weeks, I think a lot of people have felt more comfortable like reaching out and asking questions and finding people that are willing to answer those questions without like always turning to like their token friend color to ask them that. Um, so I think that's been one thing, especially in the last couple of weeks that has been happening a lot more commonly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, recently I've had like a lot of conversations with people that I like just don't know at all when previously, like before I had gotten into like Instagram activism, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if I should coin that term or whatever, but, um, in general, it's like people will be comfortable like reaching out to me to ask for like information and I think that that simultaneously like makes me feel more empowered to like share what I do know at the same time I don't know if you guys feel this but like it almost makes me like lack confidence a little bit because I'm like what if I like don't have the information I can like that I should be giving to people or what if it's like not right um but yeah I think you guys touched on a lot already about like weighing like the benefits and harms of like information spreading so fast on social media. So what do you guys think are like some of the most prominent benefits and some of the most like dangerous harms? And do you guys ultimately think that social media um, is like a net good or net bad for activism? I don't know, what do you guys think? Um, so like when we're talking about social media, um, a lot of people, when you think about a con, it's performative activism because that has been going on with like, you know, people just posting one thing and not providing like petitions and like information on stuff that could be used to raise awareness and solve problems. Um, and I think I had something from this one article that was from this site called Pew Research. And they basically said that when they did a study that 70% of people felt that they were making a difference just by looking at something that was on social media that had to do with activism, which can be a benefit because it is reaching people, but it can also be a con because it's like, you're not really doing anything, but then it gives you the satisfaction that you are, which like, which makes you like not want to do more than you actually should be doing. Just like a comment on that. I feel like because social media is not like, doesn't really intersect that much with like physical space, especially like right now with like the backdrop of coronavirus, like we're all forced to stay home, right? And it does, it often feels like we don't make any kind of physical impact, which I think that means that social media can be very empowering in the sense that you get to see so much, even when you're confined in such a small space. But at the same time, the fact that you said like 70% of people feel like they're making a difference just by like reading information, it's kind of almost like a misleading, it shows that there's like people are being misled into thinking that they're really making an impact just by like absorbing information when they have to take that information and like go out and do more with it. Um, so I feel like that caused a lot of people to like barely scratch the surface of what activism really is and perhaps almost think of themselves as like, oh, I'm like taking part of this movement. I'm like moving it forwards just by like sharing a post on your story when in reality, that doesn't necessarily make like a tangible impact. Yeah, I think also a lot of people, like one thing that I've seen is there's a lot of, just because of the nature of social media, it's really easy to get defensive or like turn into like retaliating. And I think we like, because of how anonymous social media can be, sometimes it turns out like, like for example, I know, I'm sure like you guys have heard about like the Black Eyed Brearly pages and stuff like that. And how people have made like response pages that's like white at length. And I think that's kind of an example of sometimes how social media activism can get a little bit negative is when people 
take the anonymity that social media gives them and they use it in order to like mock movements or like counteract movements. Um, and I think it's not necessarily as common. Like I don't want to say that it is like a problem with all kinds of social media activism, but I think it does give people a platform to do those kinds of things. Um, yeah. Yeah, but also with social media, what I feel like is the bad thing sometimes is that fake news is easy to spread. Like sometimes people get focused. Like I know right now the whole Twitter like Palestine was never on was on was taken off the map. It got thrown out everywhere. Like everyone was posting about it, and then even like the person itself that posted it initially had to come out and was like, "No, like I messed up. It's my fault. It was never there to start off with." And I just feel like that's what people do. They just like read one post and then they just base off their whole their whole opinion off of that instead of going, "Okay, here's this post. Told me about this issue." Now I myself should go and look up more about this issue than just focusing on what this one person's opinion said. Yeah, definitely. Like adding on to that, I think that in contrast with like in-person protests or listening to people speak, on social media, there's almost like only two ways to read things. Like you see like angry caps lock or you see like calm, rational, like lowercase people. <laughs> like I sometimes I feel like online like activism, there's only those two kinds of people, right? You have like the all caps lock and like the lowercase, but that almost makes you feel like when you see a post that just emits like anger, you just feel like you have to share that because you have to carry out like all these outrageous things and like show it to everyone because that what that's what like will help you bond with your community the most, right? Because like common anger, common joy, like common emotion is what like brings people together. And in particular, like on social media to grab people's attention, you need like something that like sparks something in people like anger, for example, it's a lot harder to see like positive things always being spread. Um, and I think like, on one hand, that raises a lot of like really important issues to light and we can spread information so much more easily on social media, but at the same time that also sometimes mitigates a lot of the progress being made, because that just like doesn't have as much traction because it's not as angry. Um, but I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Like how people express emotion over social media. Also the fact that like people are hiding behind screens so they can say like really malicious things. I don't know, what do you guys think? Okay, um, so like, I think that just like what you were saying, there there's so many layers to activism and just like Jesus was saying, like you have to actually research the stuff that you're doing before you turn out and like you try to spread the news because it can, it can grow big, which is a good thing. But then at the same time, it's like one piece of misinformation can also grow just as big and then it just leads away from the whole purpose of what you were trying to do. And especially with emotion, there has been like a lot of turmoil and people clashing and sometimes like you know how some people nowadays it's like oh since like we have to look through our differences we we can um think through our political differences and there's like the difference between talking about human rights and talking about like how politics goes into it and how we should think about that emotionally and how it should impact our like everyday lives of people we interact with and call our friends mm -hmm. yeah definitely i think that like one thing like like you said with emotion that for some reason online has like tied into politics like you associate like the angry activist like stereotype with like sometimes i feel like some people associate with far left or they'll associate people who don't know much about the world as like conservative when in reality i feel like we should be separating political identity with like how you react to information online and of course i think there's something like inherently wrong with not going out to like actively search for information but I also think it's wrong to label those who don't search for information as like 
conservative, like you're opposing the movement. And I think it's really easy for people to like box each other into like, or label each other and put them into boxes without like thinking deeper about like who this person is, why they're not looking for like more information or why they're not taking part in a movement. Um, and yeah, in general, I think that like social media has basically politicized things that should be like humans, human rights issues. Like for example, I don't understand why Black Lives Matter is now like a conservative versus liberal thing when it should be like a common like people supporting people kind of movement. And yeah, I'm, I'm seeing like Zara more like nod her head, like, I don't know, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like also, I mean, it's been with that and also like coronavirus, like how people think that it's like conservative versus liberal. And I think, I don't know, I feel like I might have kind of a different experience on this. I think like a lot of people in like my feed or like my specific school have actually started because of like pressure and anger and emotion have from like students of color have started getting more into this and doing more research on it. And I think that might have a lot to do with just like the school in general, but I think there definitely is a side to it where like certain people can like can take other people's anger and then be driven to learn about it and be driven to learn why they're so angry. Um, I think it, it definitely does sometimes go overboard. Like if a certain person calls someone out and then they have a large following and then that person ends up getting doxxed or something like death threats but I think a lot of times emotion and like the emotion that you put into your work or into like spreading a certain message can be what like drives people to it if that makes sense or like if you're speaking of like about something from your heart or like from your experience I think a lot of times people can be more attached to it even if they didn't necessarily have that same experience like it can make them feel some sort of empathy not understanding but like empathize with you and be able to want to do more research because now they're actually interested in it yeah I just feel like you need to find the perfect balance you can't be too emotional about one issue too because then your emotions take over and you start like spitting out things that aren't, aren't facts and like that's what hurts the issue like right now with COVID like I'm pretty sure there's also other people that like go too much into it and that makes like people that are consider themselves conservative or like whatever say like no these people are too radical they're thinking of like and then they like overthink, they like overthink. They're like, they're going against all my civil rights, my 10 amendments and all that stuff. And I just feel like you need a balance. You need to find the perfect balance. That's why like with other like political issues, you can't be too left and you can't be too right. But also you can't be like centrist. You need to find like a way to progress and that if you know, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I almost like when I look at what's happening right now, I'm almost reminded of like, um, I mean, it's still going on, but like, the on college campuses that crisis where they were like people were trying to uninvite like con controversial speakers and there were a lot of like violent protests happening then it's almost like a toxic spiral because one side like reacts disproportionately to the other side then the other side like uses that as justification to again react like disproportionately and then you just have like disproportionate action piling on top of like more disproportionate action that just leads to like violence and turmoil at the end like you'll have authorities saying like, oh, we should have never let like the radicals have like a voice in the first place when that's not the issue. The issue isn't like people speaking out about things they care about. The issue is like specific groups or people like taking it too far with the emotion mm -hmm. and then like going back and forth. And I think like yeah. that's something that's really difficult to like combat. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. I agree with you. Cause like, I remember like right now, like 
people in the right were judging like so many of the Black Lives Matter protesters. They were like, oh, they're just thugs. They're rioting. And it, that wasn't all of them. That was, that was just, that was like a group of them. But that wasn't like what the actual movement was about. The movement was about like getting attention for the movement and like mm-hmm. getting people to see that, you know, Black Americans in the U.S. are still getting killed yearly for just being Black. Like, we need to fix this. This can't be continuing for like decades upon decades upon decades. Like, like that was that was what the movement was about. But a lot of these like conservative um, leaders on like Fox News and all that stuff started to focus on like the riots instead, instead mm-hmm. of actually addressing what the real issue was, which was like mm-hmm. their emotion taking over essentially. Yeah, and especially what I've noticed is that these same people that are talking about like, oh, these people are too emotional. They're looking too much into it. It's it also comes from a point of like lack of understanding. Like you don't have the background knowledge and like the education because our education system, frankly, isn't as good as it should be. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we haven't learned about that we've been learning about through social media because like it's been rooted in our country like the racism the misogyny any other topic that you can talk about it's been rooted in our country and like we don't really focus on it as much so then when there's people that say something like oh you know um you're doing you're doing too much it's not that big of a deal it becomes a sort of thing like is this coming from a place of miseducation or is it just because you don't care and a lot of the time it could be a big mix of the both so you have to figure out like which one it is that you're talking about mm-hmm. Yeah, I think then, like, to all of your points, another problem is that that's really all we see. Like, if you're only tied into certain media outlets, that's what they're going to portray is, like, when people go overboard and when they, like, get tied up in their emotions. And then that makes it worse on both sides because you can see, like, for example, like, if you, if, I like, a lot of people that I know in my school have been, like, oh, oh, well, all the protests turn into riots and then there's looting at all the protests. And it's like, no, that's what you're seeing in the media. They, they obviously need something that's going to catch your attention. You're mm-hmm. only going to see, like, you're never going to see on, like, a news outlet a conversation between two people that goes civil and nothing happens. Like, that's just mm-hmm. not realistic. So I think that can make it a lot worse because then it just builds up tensions on both sides exponentially until, like, more emotions go overboard. So I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think taking into account, like, all the great things that you guys have said, like, the main takeaways is, like, try to separate the person from their ideas just for a moment. Like, I know that people, the personalities, like, their ideas are inherently, like, connected, right? But try to, like, consider from other perspectives just so that we don't have that, like, escalation happen so quickly. Um, And yeah, like, for people who you guys are are interacting with that are, like, just entering the movement, like, right now, thanks to like recent events. Is there like any advice you would give or like caution when it comes to like using social media and like engaging in activism on social media? Is there any like specific pieces of advice? I think just like don't believe everything you see immediately just because you see it on like, or like even if someone has a reputation for posting like correct statements, always question them or like do the research if it sounds us it probably is like there's probably a reason um and just don't run with everything immediately and don't Mm -hmm. like run with that statement and say it repeat it to people as if it's true because then you'll also get into a little bit of trouble yeah i just believe that you need to read like you you should read you should do your own research and like yeah fox news sucks and yes cnn sucks and all that stuff but sometimes it's good to read both sides like, that's what I do. Like, yeah, I don't like Fox News and I don't like their conservative views, but like, I still make the effort to sometimes go and look at their 
articles and like why they think this way and like why are they writing this way compared to like a CNN news outlet and all that stuff. So I just feel like you have to read both sides for some issues. Um, I also think that you need to know, like, it's not like there's a requirement to become an activist, but like, I think there's a difference between being an activist and like being a decent person. You know what I mean? Like, when somebody says something that is misogynistic or Islamophobic or anti-Semitic or all of that stuff, and like you rebuke them, that doesn't automatically mean you're an act. That means you're a decent person because like believing that everybody has equal rights that's something that should that's just decency that's what you should that's what you should be doing now being an activist is trying to actively because it's in the name you're trying to actively spread this awareness you're trying to actively inform yourself and others and use your platform to like spread that kind of message to solve problems so you have to like figure out what it is that like makes you an activist if that makes sense mm -hmm. i guess yeah i think that like this is just building off of like what you guys have said but I think that ultimately um especially people who are entering like the movement right now when activism is trendy which is like also such a horrible thing to say like activism shouldn't be something that like makes you seem better it should be like something that is not only self-fulfilling but like you take pride in like helping your community and like even helping those are that, that are outside your community right um and I think like it's important to realize that dominating doesn't make you like the better activist a lot of the times it's like diversifying what you read, like Jesus said, like reading sources that even like you don't trust just because people like to be heard. And that includes like people that you oppose, right? So if you hear them and then you like calmly refute their arguments, that will be much more effective than like anything else you could do. Um, and yeah, it's like a lot of it's just listening, empowering like people who need to be heard. Cause I know there are so many people that like whose voices just aren't amplified enough in our society and we should be listening to them. Um, and yeah, any other closing thoughts? I think you guys have said some really great things, especially like that last bit, especially I think a lot of people who are like following our platform right now, by the way, if you're not following our Instagram, follow us right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of our listeners probably um, have like engaged in activism before and now like, especially in light of current events, have felt themselves like propelled to move forwards, look for new ways to like engage in their communities. So any concluding thoughts? No? Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first Gear Society podcast. Um, I'm not sure how regularly we will be uploading these, um, but I hope you enjoyed. Leave any questions down below in the comments. We'll be happy to reply because as we said before, we're trying to open up the discussion for our communities so you guys can learn more, ask questions, have conversations, which is really the only way we can propel ourselves forward in society. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.